when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Now the Cork 50 Plus Expo returns to the City Hall this weekend for its 10th consecutive year. The event covers a range of interests, needs and concerns for people 50 and over including things like hobbies and pastimes. One of the items over the weekend that caught our attention was coin and stamp valuation by Mike Kelly, one of Ireland's foremost coin collectors, who I'm delighted to say has taken time out uh, to join us today. Uh, good morning to you, Mike. Good morning, Patricia. Uh, good morning. Kevin. Well, and you're, you're welcome to, 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 the, to the programme. Do you like attending ex- things like the Expo this weekend because you never know who's going to show up with what? Well, you've said it exactly. People are lovely. I love meeting people for a start. I love hearing the stories behind why they started collecting or how they inherited what they have. And some really very, very unusual things have turned up over the years, especially down in Cork. I mean, there's always a queue at my table for for people with valuations. What is it? Is it worth? People have loads of stuff in their house and they've no idea if it is valuable or not. And they're afraid to do away with it in case it is valuable. Yeah. Where, when, when, and where did your interest in coins stem oh, from? Oh gosh, it goes back to my school days when we used to pay a penny on the bus to school, and the busman got stuck with foreign coins, and uh-huh. he was cursing under the stairs in the bus, saying, "Ah, oh, what am I going to do? I've got to pay this money." Those little brats upstairs uh, gave me this, so I said, "Look, I'll give you a penny for that, whatever the foreign ones on." So of course, once or twice a week, I met up with that uh, busman, and and he gave me all the he gave me all the dud coins that he got yeah. and I started coin collecting. <laughs> wow, wow, isn't that incredible? And Mike, are there many valuable coins out there buried in drawers and in boxes under beds and at the bottom of Granny's wardrobe? Well, most of the valuable coins in the world are accounted for, but there is still a Sir John for certain things. Um, the most valuable Irish coins um, happened because so few were produced during the war years. A 1943 Irish half crown and Irish two shillings. Um, bang in the middle of, of World War Two, Silver and all metals were scarce. And it turned out when the, when the two shilling piece was made, there was more than two shillings worth of silver in it because the price wow. of silver had gone up. So naturally they weren't going to, they weren't going to, the, no bank was going to um, introduce that out. So they scrapped it, sent it back to the mint to be melted down and they made them out of cupro nickel. But of course some of them escaped as all good stories happen. And there's a bag or two bags that actually got out in change and they're the only ones available for, to collectors. 
So that's the only magic year, really, in the Irish coins, 1943. And, and of course, the much more modern one that Dublin Coin Auctions discovered, uh, which was the 1985 20-pence piece. 1985, 20, go on. 20 pence piece. That's a fairly modern coin. Um, it was it was a new introduction. A 20 pence piece was a new denomination. Yeah. And um, the, the minute the bank, central bank announced that they were going to introduce this, of course, all the, all the people have vending machines, slot machines, um, the telephone boxes, all of those had to be calibrated for the new coin. So a certain... A certain 600 were issued only to these um, vendor operators, shall we call them, uh, to calibrate their machines. And, of course, they had to give them back. And they were dated 1985, a year before the official issue of 1986. Now, everyone has a 1986 one, and they were issued from 1986 up to 2000. Those ones are only worth 25 cent. But the 1985 one sold for 15,000 euros. Ooh. So and there are only about there are only eight or nine known, and there's a possibility of twenty out there. So there's you know there's still about ten or eleven. Okay, so anyone with tw- the the old twenty p you're looking for a nineteen eighty five only uh, nineteen eighty five only nineteen eighty five. All other dates are only worth twenty five cents. And and we and and I'll pay twenty five cent for all the other twenty twenty pences, but it's only that particular one, and it's the same with the Irish half crowns and two shillings. It's only the nineteen forty three that is the scarce one. Okay, what about the fifty p? Staying with the 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 modern one, the fifty p coin that was issued in nineteen eighty eight to mark the Dublin Millennium. Dublin Millennium, a thousand years of the Dublin Millennium. There was a special collector's issue of that issued. It was in um, a, a, what they call a proof coin. It's issued in a special capsule and like a little jewellery box. And they were available to collectors and I think they cost about £15 at the time. And um, they weren't in circulation. The ones we have in circulation, there are still so many of them there. Um, they're not more than face value. So, yeah, so we're yeah. looking at 60 cents. And the, and the other one then for the millennium was the one pound coin the one pound stag for the millennium well in the year 2000 the, 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 they produced the one pound with the millennium the broher boat on it yeah, right? yeah. Um, but they also issued in the year 2000 the one pound the one pound with the stag and that's the scarce one because there were there were, there were two million of the millennium ones issued yeah. but, but there were only something like 200,000 of the stag one. So the stag one is probably so worth stag, more. But it's it's worth double. It's it's worth two it's worth two euro fifty instead of one oh. euro twenty five, you know. You're not going to get rich on But it's the one to collect. Well no, you see, collecting coins and, and any hobby, stamps, postcards, no matter what you collect, it's not about getting rich. It's the satisfaction of doing it, keeping your mind active. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now we have been in undated and, and we haven't a hope of getting through all of the coins that people want you to comment right. on and and value uh, and we will get to as many of them as we can but before we do people are saying do they need to make appointments with you across no. the weekend or how does it they operate? Just, they just come along and join the queue if it's 
queue, if the queue gets too long, I say go and have a cup of coffee inside in the restaurant and come back to me uh, in 10 or 15 minutes. They just bring along whatever they, whatever they want. There's no charge for doing it. I hope to find nice things to put into the next auction. That's what my hope is. Okay, you know? all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, so, I got very excited. You see, th- this is the thing that's interesting about coins. You think because you have something that is very old that it's going to be really valuable. And and listening to you talk about, I mean, that 1985 20p, you'd think was worth anything. And that's the one that's worth 15,000. Correct. And we got contacted this morning by somebody who has a coin called a Grosh. Right. And it's from the 1200s. And I was saying to John Paul, oh, we have it. This is going to be the gem. Uh, because the, the Grosh is the, that was the, the old... It's a defunct uh, money, uh, isn't it? Yes, a groat, a groat was a, a groat was a silver fourpence. Okay. They had silver pennies, and then the groat was was a fourpence because it was a quarter of a shilling. That that was the idea. And it was under the reign of Edward the First. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, well, that, that's a piece of hammered silver. In those days, they didn't have machinery, and 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 a bar of silver was hammered flat with a wooden mallet on a, 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 against a, a, a wooden a, a wooden table. Yeah. And 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 as it got thinner and thinner and thinner, when it got to a certain thinness, they had cutting dies that they struck and cut out the coin. That's the way the coins were produced by hand until machinery came in. And he sent down a picture. I can see, yeah. But so, but, but so it's a silver coin with a sort of a cross through the yeah, middle and, yeah. and, and, and 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 the king's head. Well, it's bronzy looking now. I have to say. Oh yes, right. Well, it's well, well, yeah. Okay. Um, silver tarnishes very easily, yeah, and yeah, that's, that's another what, yeah. thing to people. I sometimes I forget to say it, and I'd like to say it to everyone out there who's listening. You cannot improve a coin to try and clean it polish it and enhance it in any way makes it valueless and it's valueless because no collector is ever going to buy a coin that has been cleaned or interfered or tampered with. Are you serious? So leave all leave all the muck and grime and everything that's on it when the collector if he's interested buys the coin let him do it because right. he's, 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 he's devaluing it himself. Okay. <laughs> People have polished up silver coins and brass coins to make them shiny looking they will, they're, they're worthless. Just okay. absolutely worthless. All right, so this old growth from the 1200s, don't leave it dirty, but is it worth anything? Pardon? Is it worth anything? This? Well, it's probably worth something from, uh, depending on the condition of it. Okay. Uh, you know, that particular, I, normally I'm able to guess what they look like. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that particular one, I would need to see. But um, it's, it's anything from 10 euros, possibly up to about 100 euros. Depend, you see, what happened in those days, because it's a silver coin, the edges of the coins were clipped. So you had a, you had a coin that was worth fourpence, but it was made of silver. So if you clipped a little bit around the edge off it, Right, mm. and if you had enough of them and clipped it, you could probably make up another penny out of all of the silver clippings <sighs> and still get your value for the fourpence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 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 so they tended to get clipped, and because they're fairly thin, they're easily broken and damaged and folded. And of course, the other thing happened that some of those coins that have a cross on them, they cut them in half as change. Do you know what oh, I mean? If you, if you bought a loaf of bread for two pence and you gave a growth, they'd cut, it in, they'd cut it in two and give you two pence, uh, half back. And give you, back give you your half change. back, yeah. 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 A lovely piece to have though, the fact that it's dated, you know, it's back from the 1200s. Ah, yeah, yeah. Well, you see, we're talking about how old a thing is and how valuable. Some Roman coins that are 
you know, some Roman coins that are back to the back to Christ's time, right? And BC are only five or ten pounds. E- sorry, five or ten euros each. Yeah. E- yeah. Even though they're two thousand years old, yeah. Because there were millions of them issued then. There are, of course, some very scarce Roman coins, especially ones made of gold and silver, and especially ones for the um, for the emperors that didn't last very long. You see, if an emperor was there for 30, 40 years, he issued millions of pounds worth of coin every year to pay the troops and to and 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 to pay his debts to other countries so um there was a massive amount of coin in circulation and it has filtered down to us but if but if an emperor was only there for two years and then got assassinated or died there'd be very little coins and they're scarce and they're the, it's the yeah. scarce ones yeah. are the most valuable okay Chris contacted us yesterday he has two old ploughman pound notes 10th of the 10th 1939 so start of the Second World War are they worth anything? Yes indeed uh, they were the first Irish banknotes that were issued and they're very collectible it's very with banknotes and any paper money it's down to how good the condition is folded and creased notes dirty marks on them pencil marks and ink marks on them when you hold them up to the light there are pinholes in it the notes were so big they always got folded and creased um, the, 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 the one pound ploughmans were issued in seven different eight different banks so written on and that's important Bank of Ireland was the most common one I assume it's Munster and Leinster uh, because because of your area down in Cork there. yeah but, the, but they were issued uh, uh, Hibernian Bank um, Ulster Bank Northern Bank Royal Bank of Ireland all of the banks issued and had their name on the note but we can imagine that's anything from 60 up to probably about 200 Maybe more if the condition is super in it. You've got to keep a note flat between two pieces of cardboard in an envelope. Don't fold it up in your pocket or put it in a wallet. A little dog ear on the corner can devalue by 10, 20% the, the, the value of a note. Okay, so but so is he worth, is he worth bringing those along? Is oh, he, it is yeah. indeed, absolutely. Absol- the, the, if the condition is good on those, they're items that would be worth putting into uh, putting into auction. If he wants to sell them, I'll fix them up with a, with a buyer one way or the other. There was a lady from, um, there was a lady from Drumahan who had a £5 uh, currency commission note, 1940. Mm-hmm. And that was a later issue. They're called the Lady Lavery Five Pounds. And 1940 is quite early. They were issued from 1940 right up to 1976. So the 1940 ones in good condition are around the same, 80 to 200 euros. 80 for being a bad condition one, 200 for being a very good condition one. And if it's a super condition, brand new, looking almost like it was printed last week, yeah. uh, it could be double that. Okay. Uh, and then uh, Nuala contacted us on behalf of her cousin, who has a stamp album that my great-grandmother started collecting in the late 1800s. What's the... She wants to... She wants to... With the best way to get it valued. Where, 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 well, we can do that for it. She, you, you'd like to see that stamp I collection? I would indeed, yes, because... Uh, early, she also has the huge postcard early collection. Stamp, early stamp ones like that um, were, were a world collection, but of course, uh, they're mostly... Victorian stamps and especially British colony early Victorian stamps have a um, they, they, they have a greater selection of people looking for them 
then they're more modern stamps, you know. Mm. Um, of course, and a postcard uh, uh, collection? Uh, oh, yeah, well, the collection, well, I don't know if, maybe she has the collection in two or three albums, if she's able to bring them along. But are they, post, are postcards, postcards worth anything? Are huge at the oh, moment. Oh, are they? Okay. Especially post, well, especially postcards of Ireland and especially early ones. If, if, if the lady concerned was collecting stamps, back in the uh, late 1800s, that's when postcards were around. So there could be some gems in that as well. That's that's well worth looking at, all right, yes. And you, you have discovered gems. Tell the story of the, the couple who were in financial difficulty and they and they came to you in Cork, wasn't it? In Cork, uh, I think it was about the second or third year that I uh, that I was down with the, with the 50 plus show. And... Um, family, a gentleman and his wife and child came along to me and they showed me uh, what is um, a, a Celtic a Celtic stator. It's a gold coin about the size of a 50 cent piece, right? And it is uh, 200 BC is when it was issued. It was issued in Gaul in France to the, tri- to, to the Celtic tribes that the Romans were attacking, right? So, um, he showed me this coin and I said, what do you want to do with it? And he said, I need a valuation. I said, it's worth either 120 euros or 1,000 euros. And he looked at me and he said, why? What's the difference? I said, if it's just a piece of gold and it's a fake, because most uh, expensive coins have been copied, um, it's only worth the gold value. But if it's the real thing, it's worth more. We have to get it authenticated. So um, he explained to me that he needed to sell it and wanted to put it in auction because his mortgage was in trouble. And the bank were, not foreclosing, but they were giving him pressure. The, 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 the financial people um, who was mortgage, who was work, he was under pressure for, for mm. to do something. So I took it and we expertised it. And yes, it was genuine. And we put it in our auction and we had it in at an estimate of 1,500 euro. Um, on the day of the auction, well, before the day of the auction, um, <laughs> uh Lots of people came to view it. It was quite extraordinary, the number uh, of people, because it was in good condition. It eventually sold for €3,400. So, uh, of course, um, <laughs> the, the bank involved were very, very adamant uh, that they wanted that money, that I wasn't to give the money to my clients, you know. <laughs> but I, I, I'm under authority, you know, I'm, I'm under the instruction of the owner of the coin. Anyway, he, yeah. he, he, he was happy because it now meant he had a lot more money. Uh, and he had a lot more money to pay off the mortgage. Oh, fantastic. I asked fantastic. him where it came from and he said that the grandfather had left it uh, to, to, to him uh, for a rainy day and he reckoned that that rainy day had come. Ah, that's a really sweet story. And actually, I can see some people, the, the, the 20p coin from 19, it was 1985. Somebody sent me in a picture. They're holding a 20p coin, uh, but it's 1995. You're 10 years out. It's 1985. Yeah. I, I, because, as I say, so many people have contacted us. Just give us a, a sample of what coin, other coins well, people should be looking, looking out for and what's worth what. All, well, well I'll, I'll do it the other way around, Patricia. Okay. All the pennies and halfpennies and the copper coins, okay. even the ones going back to 18, 30s and 1840s they're all worth a half a cent each a, a bag of them put on the bathroom weighing scales is 2 euros a kilo 
there are hundreds and thousands and millions of them still around. They're very common, nothing unique about them at all. Okay, so that's the, the half penny and the penny. The half penny penny. The Irish hen pennies and the English the English ones with the king or queen's head and Britannia sitting on the front of it. Okay. Um, what what tends to be worth a euro each is the farthing. Of course, we, the farthing was the smallest Irish coin. An Irish farthing with the harp on it because before we went decimal, the, the, the farthing was withdrawn. Like, like our one cents and two cents are being withdrawn from um, um, circulation. From circulation. Yeah. The farthing was withdrawn. So when we, when we went decimal in 1970s, um, the farthing wasn't around. So people held on to the old LSD money, hoping it would be valuable in the future. But the farthing wasn't available. So now they're looking for farthings to complete their collection and they'll pay a euro or two euros uh, for the farthing. So the smallest, cheapest coin of all is actually worth more. (laughs) (laughs) And any other ones? There's a lot lot of people saying that they've got the English coins. Yeah, well, English coins were in circulation in Ireland, you see, up to to when we went punt and we and, and we broke away from sterling and um they just accumulated you know what i mean it's it's really only leftover money that was never used or cashed in uh, it's the same with holiday change when you went on your holidays abroad and came back with all the foreign coin the bank would take back the banknotes but they wouldn't take back the coins so we were left with the coins so there's piles of those around Again, nothing terribly valuable in them unless there is a silver content in the coins. In the English silver coins, up to 1920, there was real silver in the coins. So even if a coin is worn, an English coin is worn or damaged, it has a silver content and therefore an intrinsic value. It has a metal value apart from the collector value. After that, they started mixing copper and uh, nickel in with the metals to make the coins. So, so, so they were no longer valuable. All right. I see a couple of people with penny coins from 1916, and I suppose because of the date, 1916. Okay. Uh, Including one said, unfortunately, the penny coins are very black. They should be black. Don't try and clean them. Correct. But uh, uh, the 1916 one is interesting. Says this sister. Now, I suppose it's just the connection. The fact that it is 1916. Yeah. Correct. But it's not worth anything, no, any more value. A half a cent. I, I have, I've, I don't know if I have four or five of them with me. Um, I, I have them for sale for a cent. I'm making 100% profit on them by selling <laughs> them for one cent. <laughs> and, uh, and a few people on to us about the old punt, punt the notes. Yes. 10 punt Irish note, 20 punt Irish note from 1985. Well, uh, the, punt, the punt notes have to be in absolute perfect condition. I mean, the £10, the £10 note is still worth €11.20. Do you know what I mean? It has a face value. The 20, the 20, uh, the 20 punt is €22.50. It still has a face value, supposedly cash-inable with the central bank. The local banks won't take them, but the central bank in Dublin will turn them into euros. The note has to be absolutely pristine, no folds, creases, not even the slightest wobble of a bend in it not even the slightest ripple for it to be worth more than the face value yeah and the face and the on the, the modern one the face now, value the, is it's, the, yeah yeah that is on the one since the 70s you know okay and it's, it's I think it's 127 
they're given on the on the punt, isn't it? It is you or something yeah. like that, yeah. yeah. But you yeah. have to, you can't go into your bag because we had somebody when we started mentioning this yesterday, somebody has a bag load of old notes that they, I don't know who they belong to and I was telling them cash them cash them in, you know, you you can still cash yeah. them in. Well you see they, they it's very difficult because you have to go to Dublin, you yeah. have to have ID, you have to present proof of address, you have to give your bank account details, they take them in and three or four weeks later the money is transferred to your account. They make it slightly difficult. They make it hard, yeah. You know, but they've never put an end date. We're one of the unusual countries that they didn't correct. put an end date. Correct, correct. Um, most of the European countries had had a termination date, uh, like uh, five or ten years, uh, for all the old currency to be taken in and, tr- and changed into euros. No, that doesn't happen in Ireland. No. Yeah, because I was even even over in England recently. They changed. I think it was their pound coin, and they gave they gave it like a two or three month lead in, and you had to, and then it was it was a well well yeah they demonetized them, but you can if if you that's for trading and for use. But if you have the old round pound English sterling coins, uh, you you can still lodge them to an English sterling bank account. Yeah. Oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah, you can. You just can't use it as currency. The the shops shops won't take it. There was only, I think it was last October, shops ceased trading, using them and taking them just to to bring the new new pound coin in. Can I I just say, somebody sent me in a, a photograph. It's It's the old one pound it's in mint condition now there's a few creases in it but by god it's in mint condition in clear in clean yeah but you see now is this the one with uh, Lady Lavery Lady Lavery on it yeah the 22nd of the 10th 69 Lady Lavery I was just going to say it's a 68 or a 69 it's a 69 yeah it it looks like a brand new note well you see that was the last year that they were issued Ah, so because somebody in, put in 19, that away. In 1970, we went to the but the fold makes the difference. Yeah, there is folds, but it's yeah. still in it's still in incredible condition. Uh, John F. Kennedy, half dollar from 1964. Right. John F. Kennedy, every house has a Churchill five shillings and a John F. Kennedy <laughs> 1964. Yeah, yeah, they have. Uh, the Churchill five, five shillings is a crown. It's not a scarce or rare coin at all. Um, it's tw- five shillings, 25 pence sterling, which is about 32 cents. It's it's that's the face value. It's worth only fifty cents. So it, there's no precious metal in it. The John F. Kennedy half dollar in 1964. Every third house in Ireland has one of those because we all have some connection with America. Any of our relatives in America at the time, because of Kennedy's Irish links, they sent over um, the Kennedy half dollar 1964. It is a silver clad. In other words, it's base metal centre and there's a covering of silver on it. That's the only one. They still issue them. They're issued every year. It's a great It's a great team collecting John F. Kennedy every year from uh, 1964 up to 2019 um, but it's, it's it, the 64 one is worth 2 euros all the others are face value Pat wants to know did uh, Mike ever come across a Harley Q it was a half an English farthing and what's it called how's it spelled Har- Harley Q H-A-R H-A-R-L-E-Q-U-E Harlequin yeah. oh Harlequin sorry yeah. sorry. Well, well, well what happened you see the way it happened, the, the kings and queens in England, they they only wanted their picture, right, their portrait on silver and gold coins. They decided um, copper 
is too base a metal for the king or queen's effigy to appear on. God, how posh were they? Well, that's that's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. And and this resulted this resulted in a complete um, scarcity of small change. So local hardware shops and and um, blacksmiths and um, metal manufacturers of any sort started producing their own tokens, penny, halfpenny, and farthing tokens. And these were, um, I suppose, they're a bit like, like, uh, like a credit note. If you came in with a silver sixpence and you had and you had to get twopence change, uh, there were no pennies available. Mm. So, so the hardware shop issued their own token pennies, and you could come back to the hardware shop and spend the, them. Yeah, and spend but they circulated in the pub and in the post right. office and in a few other places. So, so they actually became so. So it's it's basically token money again. Okay. That's a very nice niche collectible area. Again, yeah, people people collect them. Okay, then um, any particular standout ones from? We've lots of people with sixpence piece with the dog, or the threepence piece with the hare, or the half crown with the horse, or the farthing with the bird. Yeah, well, the farthing with the bird is the one I'm talking about there. Um, it's worth at least a euro, depending on the condition. If it's in super mint condition, as people have seen, I've seen three or four of them, they would sell for about eight euros. But the ones I see normally are one euro each. Okay. The same with the uh, half crown. The half crown with the, with with the, the horse. horse is a euro, except, except up to 1935, 38, there was a silver content in it. Not full silver, like sterling silver. It was only 70% silver. So that would make it probably 150 uh, maybe even 2 euros if it's in good condition silver's a soft metal it wears very easy Patricia and the silver coins that's why they use copper and nickel nowadays because it's a harder metal it doesn't wear like silver wears you know Okay, and the threepence with the hair? Threepence, not really. There no. is there, Well, 1939, again, war years, very few were produced. Um, 1930, if you're collecting a set of Irish threepences with the hair on them, uh, you, it, the hardest one to get is the 1939 one. And it's probably worth three or four euros. Okay, I'm looking down through, yeah, I've got a 38 now, but I don't have a 39 yeah, in the, the list. Yeah, the 39 is scary. <laughs> yeah, with 39, 40, where all metals were used for war. And yeah, of course. And were in circulation and produced. You know? Okay, but but nobody's going to retire on the. I think everybody thinks that when they have an old coin, that it's going to be so valuable they'll be able to retire on the money. I have met wonderful people who've come along with uh, a bag of Victorian pennies, uh, talking about eighteen forties to eighteen nineties, and they're ready to go on a Mediterranean cruise. <laughs> and and their jaw drops when I say, "Well, that's five euros worth yeah. <laughs> for this bag of." coins like you know <laughs> Alright so you're looking forward to meeting Cork people across the weekend as you say and you there are you there for the full day both I'm days? there for the full day Saturday and Sunday from 11am to 5pm By God but you love doing what you're doing <laughs> Well yes yeah yeah you meet lovely people Alright well. okay All right. Yeah. And, and I can tell by your accent you're, you're a born and bred dub well, well, I have Cork relatives. Do you? Or not, but they totally disown me. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are they city or county? Carrigaline. Carrigaline. All yes, right, lo- yes. lovely spot. Okay, listen, lots of people looking forward to seeing you over the weekend. And Mike, enjoy it. It was a real pleasure having you on the programme. Thank you for that. Thank you so much. And thanks for joining us. Oh, uh, God bless. Okay. Bye-bye. Uh, coin collector Mike.
Kelly uh, and he will be doing valuations at the City Hall uh, this weekend for the Over 50s uh, Expo. It opens at 10 on Saturday and 11 on Sunday if you want to come along and if you missed all of what Mike said because he did give a lot of detail there you can listen back on c103.ie and click on the listen back option. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.